That would be hilarious. They, you think they, they need to make a sitcom out of Men's Shelter? You know how rife that, that is for they, comedy? No, they totally missed the mark. Like, you can see that being in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, you got Give Scott Mayo. Give me shelter. Give me shelter. Yes. <laughs> Give me shelter. It's a battered men's shelter. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That is good stuff right there. That, oh, I would watch the I'm shit out of that. I'm putting that down in the old notebook. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Built furniture, huh? I see the box. I see the box. Oh, yeah, no, of course, yes. I, <laughs> the, I didn't open it appropriately, so I had to rip it like it was a, I was a grizzly bear attacking a fucking picnic <laughs> basket. Oh, God. No, so just trying to, because it's just, you know, it's got the tools included, which is nice, which is great. I got a screwdriver, but it's nice that they include one for you. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. Did they send the thin wrench? The thin wrench? Oh, the thin wrench, yes, the thin wrench. That's, <laughs> that's almost an affront. Like, that's just like, oh, okay. Give me the thinnest, <laughs> tiniest wrench. It's not even a tool. It's merely a tool. Well, have you ever had the furniture that gives you the the bamboo ha- mallet? <laughs> it is a, have you ever had that? It's this I've tiny it. wooden... Yes. It looks like a corncob pipe. <laughs> no, this has the fucking classic half screw. Then you put it in and you turn the oh, yeah. the latch, the old... Oh, yeah, the old Allen wrench. There he is. Oh, speaking of Allen wrench. All right, let me get recording. Oh, honey. I am recording. We're recording your, the thin wrench your struggles. <laughs> talking... Thin wrench is yeah, here, man. Didn't record calling my computer a piece of shit <laughs> repeatedly? No. Speaking yeah, of pieces, you missed yeah. out on that. It's 2021. Oh, we got the dream team, the cream team here. One, two, three. I say we start with a classic hot clap. What do we used to do? Clap for clap for unity measure. clap. Unity clap. clap. That's true. Thank yes. You. Or clap. 2021. The clap for measure <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. Someone really early, someone really late, and someone just like Goldilocks right in the middle. That last one was de Blasio hitting the the toot (laughs) for the ball drop. (laughs) Never seen the biggest, gaudiest. Can I just say this? Mm -hmm. Uh, Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. Case. Henning. Back, baby. Planet Fitness has ruined any chance for future retro um, nostalgic New Year's Eve movie scenes. I'm thinking Forrest Gump, early 70s, Lieutenant Dan, a couple mm-hmm. hookers, sad, sad bar, old yeah. design plays. You see, you see um, Times Square, New York. It's dirty. It's gritty. 30 years from now, when you have a Gump-esque movie and they're looking back, yeah, even yeah. if it's the 2020 movie, you're going to see everybody with, Planet Fitness goofball, Patriot hats, oh, big top right. hats, noisemakers, purple and gold. It's like there's just so much corporatism there. You, it'll, it just, you just can't, you can't, 
I, I guess maybe that is maybe maybe something will shift, but the grit, the grit and the timelessness mm-hmm. is forever, forever um, uh, stamped, disdained, whatever. <laughs> Just stamped. It's yeah. forever just stamped. Yeah. It's been scrubbed clean, the timelessness. Meg and I heavily, turned it on. For, heavily yeah. branded that broadcast. Huh? Oh, man. But branded in like, for for a New Year's Eve, I was saying that because like, it was awkward. There wasn't a lot of people there. It's always awkward because mm-hmm. again, it's either, you know, the, the, um, What's what's the shitty cell phone people? The Sprint New Year's Eve hour. So it's all black and gold or whatever. And this one was Planet Fitness, purple and gold. And you're like, this is fucked up. It's quiet, but you know what? Let's let's just tune in. It's a classic New York ball drop. De Blasio goofily hits the Planet Fitness dumbbell to like make the ball like set the time in motion, and then it hits. And they play like rocking in the USA and they cut to all these boobs that had like their tickets to be in the socially distanced Times Square. And they're all playing their planet fitness noisemakers, like <laughs> fake guitars to the camera. And I was like, oh, 2020 is supposed to, that's, it's officially 2021. You're my first image of 2021. A guy in a big old uh, Uncle dumbbell Sam hat, hat or <laughs> dumbbell hat, swinging his noisemaker. I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. Yeah. I hope I don't wake up. No, we like we caught part of it too. Like Harvey went to sleep, so we're like, oh, we'll tune in. We got you know, you got to. And they played this the like they were sampling a track. Like they played the least amount of old Lang Syne that you could play legally without having to pay for it. Do you have to pay for old Lang Syne? No, like somebody in the IRA. It started, and we were like. Oh man, I miss you know we missed you. We were talking about New York and just talking about 2020 and like getting old sappy dumb dad with old Lang Syne, and they just cut it. And then it was start spreading the news. Like I can, yeah, I'll be man. fine never listening to fucking start spreading the news again. I'm waiting today. I'm leaving today. Fucking New leave. York, New York. Come on, <laughs> give me my old Lang Syne. I want to reflect. Yeah. You- Old Lang Syne are uh, my favorite, and I'll listen. That that's what I if I'm going into the depths. If I just want to play, if I want to make myself sad, I'll play that old Irish like it's a New Year song. Like it's a drinking holiday song. It's called the Parting Glass. So I'll, I'll play that, and it's just like fill for me the Parting Glass. Yeah, um, give me some of that. I don't need. I think they played like. My lovely lady lumps or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> as as the as the zero, is there only one zero in twenty twenty one now? As yep. I was gonna say, because if it was twenty twenty, you'd have both zeros as lumps. You know, <laughs> bouncing. Move over lumps. <laughs> we got the twenty one log. Oh man! <laughs> How was your New Year? Uh, yeah. Great. We watched no TV. Uh, didn't see Planet Fitness at all. Did um, you read a book? Me and Oscar <laughs> about, about 2020. <laughs> just reflected personally. We just read our diaries to each other. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, trademarked. <laughs> Oscar is so excited about staying up till midnight one night of the year. He's been preparing for this night oh, nice. for months. 
I love uh, that. I, we just we just wandered the neighborhood and listened to the fireworks. That's amazing. oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. The fireworks See, I, I lose sight of that because I too like I remember being Oscar's age, and oh, you're yeah. just like, I could have stayed up till midnight every night of the week if I wanted. Like my parents were right. just like, just go to your room and be quiet. You can stay up until the sun comes up. I don't care. Just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. get that. You get jacked. So it's like, yes, yes, yes. You get that sparkling cider. You get like apps oh, for yeah. dinner. And Doritos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Generally, when I was, how old's Oscar? Nine. Nine. I guess I would have been a little older. It was too traditional to have a, a relatively... A uh, five to ten person sleepover, and then then the wheels were off. Oh, up yeah. to midnight. Ten cent horror movies. Curtis <laughs> Mathis, <laughs> Twizzler, pulling peels. Is this New Year's Eve or just every night? New Year's Eve. It was always because, like, the family friends's group. Like, so the parents would all go to a party somewhere. And generally at one person's house, the kids were together. So not only did you get a sleepover, at least until like one o'clock, it was a parentless household. So it was Lord of the Flies with queso dip. Right. And, and probably someone's older pork. brother who wants to or sister who is like, I don't want any part of like they just lock the basement door. Like, You're please right. don't die. Lock the door. Just a Mountain yeah, Dew or, fueled mayhem. Oh, yeah. So fun. I remember a classic. Uh, I think this was my brother's sleepover. Like they. Um... <laughs> Happy New Year. So they waited. They had their sleepover and I was, of course, of course, the tag along because I would have been five years younger. Um, so for what this is so innocent in retrospect too. now that I think about it, I don't think kids would ever do this. Like they spent like from a like at soon as midnight happened, just ripping up as much paper as possible to make confetti for when my parents got home, right? <laughs> Just ripping it up, ripping it up. So as soon as my parents get home, they probably had a couple of drinks and my, my mom definitely rarely drinks, but you know, classic German older couple. If, if you have a couple of drinks, even if it's one, you're going to at least have a cup of decaf when you get home. <laughs> it's a bring nice it dainty cup of coffee comes down to see how the boys are doing pillowcase full of heavy <laughs> confetti into her face and coffee and she lost her mind. Uh, for some reason it's like perfect too because even though it was decaf it was like a tea cup and saucer so you right. know that sound a cup and saucer makes just when it's rattling <laughs> rattling towards somebody's face with steamy liquids oh man i love it because the and the amount of work that went into making that confetti for, cause you're like, this is a great idea, Hans. This was a fantastic idea. Let's spend five hours making actual confetti. And then you throw it in your mom's face and she yells at you <laughs> and says you have to go to bed. And then you got to spend just sadly, like sweeping up your crappy confetti and just oh, yeah. regretting your decisions. <laughs> It was like heavy mead grade notebook confetti too, though. So you get enough of that. It's like throwing. No, there's probably the coily binder in yeah. there too. You can't waste that in your eye. My eye. Oh, God, yeah. 
Oh yeah, fireworks are going nuts. My dogs don't like fireworks. Yeah, you're right, Henny. We gotta remember that's a good reminder, Oscar, because the fireworks were going off, and I was just motherfucking fucking because they were starting lighting them off at like eight eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. So my dog was going nuts. Dirt it just hates fireworks, hates them, and w- I haven't seen these neighbors ever. Apparently, one of them's a poker, professional poker player. And I haven't seen them. He's like a ghost. I was like, oh, that guy just. He's like Jesse Pop. He just plays online poker inside all day. Um, and, but for whatever reason, they had a dirty Gen Z millennial or Gen Z COVID super spreader event outside my window. <laughs> there was like 20 of them having a great time, red solo cups. And they had the fucking Macy's Day 4th of July banger bag of fireworks. It was nuts. So it was literally going off straight through eight o'clock and they ran out they were down at like 11 those sons of bitches yeah. <laughs> so it's like oh i was getting so frustrated because they were just zipping them zipping them zipping them zipping them and i was like Dip. and that and that's what i'm saying i need to keep oscar in mind because i was like i hope one of them fucking hits my car <laughs> just do it just do it reason. give me a reason <laughs> god dad's coming, so coming out dad's coming out Oh, it sucks so bad. I'll show you some fireworks. Yeah, they would have seen. And I they wouldn't. They probably would have beat the Jesus out of me. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Embarrass me in front of my wife and kid. You come out with a full head of steam, thinking you're gonna Ray Liotta from Goodfellas, and then they just yeah. beat you up. <laughs> they just shoot roaming candles at me. <laughs> it hits my gas can in the garage. <laughs> my oily rags! <laughs> Yeah, I'll get him with some heavy weighted confetti. <laughs> oh man! No, Oscar I had to, was loving yeah. it. He was screaming, oh, "New Year's Eve is the best!" Oh my god! <laughs> he was going nuts for those fireworks and staying up late. It was crazy. Claire didn't make it midnight. No, nah, she didn't quite make it that long. Did she? Did she Maybe want next to make year. It? She does. Okay. All right. They'll hit the mark. I, I was days. just hoping. Claire, Irish goodbye to everybody. Like, yeah, you guys enjoy your New Year's Eve. I'm gonna go. That's what I was thinking. Like, are you out of your mind? Let me go read a book. <laughs> enjoy your fireworks. No, I uh, I worked, so we had it ended up being kind of busy, but we had a classic, and it was just I was just like, oh, I'm an old person now, because there's this table mm-hmm. of young people, and they came, you know, like dressed to the nines, looking good. Just the cologne in was as thick as the London fog, like you could taste it. It was so thick, the cologne and perfume. Uh, but they were nice kids, and they were sitting there and just like you know come in and take their order, do the whole thing. And um, there was a moment where this one girl was like, I don't know what they were like talking like we like true crime or something. Something came up, and she's like, yeah. So in my hometown, they have a thing called the Bumblebee serial killer, and oh, I, like I of course made a tried to bridge the gap from old person to young person, and just like oh Bumblebee, you know it's really bad if they have a funny name, and they just you could see the disdain on their face. Like don't, don't try to identify with <laughs> me doing with a bit. Your, your bits, your things. This is a real. He's the Bumblebee killer, dude. Don't make Go fun. get COVID, old man. <laughs> no, I know. It's like they coughed, they coughed into my mouth <laughs> and wished me luck. 
Uh, but the best part was later the same just girl. So, the yes and, but the, oh. <laughs> I know, right? I was like you, Hansi. Like I just turned and walked away. These young people scared me off. Um, but she was talking later as I was cashing them out. Um, they were. She mentions like, oh, my mom says she can't pronounce these words. She's, she gets it wrong every time, and she was just bagging on her mom. And then the period on the end of it was, and she's dyslexic. <laughs> So she was just talking shit about her mom for being dyslexic. And I was like, oh, good. She just mean to everybody. All right, guys. She's an asshole. I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. I don't know why I tried to impress her anyways. What's the bumblebee killer? I don't know. Yeah, I, put so it I in wish my you were phone. a cooler case because I want to know about it. I know. I didn't Google it. I wrote it in my notes and re-looked at it today and was like, I should have done my due diligence and looked up this bumblebee killer. It's probably California, something terrible. Joy work uh, with a colleague heads. Seems like it. Is that Bumblebee skank? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what else is going on. How was your Christmas, fellas? Uh, home and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that is perfect. That is Christmas 2020. Just the flattest, longest, deadest, deadest tree on its side right there. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet, for sure. It is what it is. Anyways, let's make this as awkward as possible. How was your Christmas, fellas? I was, I was just doing the, the pregnant pause again. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck it. Recreate the moment. So what do you guys think of the sentiment? You had to have hear it, heard it. You might have even said it because it just seems like something easy to pluck out of the air with. <sighs> so glad 2020's over, man. Yeah. Yeah. No. Got any, th- got any yeah. thoughts on that sentiment? Are you cynical? Time, time continues on. It's an arbitrary dividing line. Do you, is that your response? Yeah. That is, <laughs> well, that's why I would never say something <laughs> like that. So that's clear. That, I'm with you. That's what goes, that's the tape that the tickers across my um, yeah. synapses. But what comes I, out of your I mouth? I wish I had the, the balls to actually say that to someone who. Time if I were talking, if I ever met anyone outside my immediate family, <laughs> oh, it's just Aaron going around the house. Twenty twenty, man, it's done. And his head's about to explode. <laughs> no, I think it's a good, like, yeah, no, I've heard that a lot. That there's a lot of that at of work. Just that, like, can't wait for next week. Finally over, right? And I was like, but it's the same shitty. <laughs> Like, same shitty existence we're currently sitting in. And I know, like, Trump's on his way out, but also we're still hunkered down, still got all that stuff. It's like it's like the win, the, the arbitrary W. I just put, oh, it's a win. We got the win. And it's like, well, wait. I mean, election week was a good dividing line. Sure. That wasn't arbitrary, but. but was it, the- though? 
I have I mean, never tangible happened that will change our futures. Yes. Maybe. I I I gotta tell you guys, this is my fault, but out of the last four years, I have never felt as much anxiety and stress in these last two months. And I know one, I have zero uh control in any of it. And number two, no everything I've ever read is prefaced with this. 100% cannot change the outcome of the election. Some friend Raspberry talk. It's always prefaced with that. And then it follows with like the most like dystopian or anti, uh, just, yeah, just something you'd never thought. Like, it's like right now, 15 senators are going to object to the election of the current. You're just like, there's only like 100 senators. Isn't that like a big, that's a crazy deal that's going on right now. They're like, what normally would take 20 minutes for some guy to just sign a paper because everything is done. It's a formality. They're like, it's going to take about 18 hours. Don't expect it to get done on the same day because they're going to object to every state they want to. And then it takes two hours to debate and then come back and each side of Congress to vote on it and prefaced again it can't possibly pass because each side has to be a majority and one side's Democrat. But you're just like, ah. and they just sued the vice president literally to say, no, you need to stop it because constitutionally the vice president gets to choose the next president. That's not even outlandish, an outlandish interpretation. So I, the last two months, I know something seemingly tangible happened, but it like opened up like this can of, shit worms what if he is like what if he wins like what if he wins like how fucking crazy would that be <laughs> i don't it would be it would be the craziest thing ever uh like i think ever i i know it it came so close and those 40 percent of people are still out there and that 15 percent of senators is still there it just feels like I I don't exactly buy the argument that he's still going to be around, you know, steering the ship and holding this thread over people about, uh, you know, primarying them on into the next four years. Could they just so, ghost him? Could he, could, could that happen? Could they just be like, all, you know he's what? Already Not like, anymore. Like, seriously, lame duck. No, no one listens to him on Twitter anymore. Do they? But all the people that voted for him, they don't have Twitter. They literally don't. Like he, that was four years of lib trolling right there. Like the majority of people that voted for him do not have Twitter, and they don't have Parler either. They just don't give a shit. They have Fox News, and I don't know what are the other crazier, crazier stations that are popping up on Newsmax and like Ion or something. Or AON. The Blaze. What's that? What's the Glenn Beck one? The Haze. I wish they just watched Ion. Ion is like the shitty local Chicago station that just played like old Warner Brothers cartoons or something, (laughs) and White Sox games. I don't. Can it's it's just it would be, it should be comical, but for some reason it's like got a hold of me uh, lately. And it's like, it just stresses me out. I just don't, I guess, 
don't know. Get it? These people exist, and they're trying to <laughs> yes. destroy our government. It's so fucked they're up. Just failing. At it. I, I want to be cooler and more casual, but I because you even saw I couldn't even get words out of my mouth. I would like to be more cosmopolitan about it, but instead I'm just the guy that they're outside my house. (laughs) And I'm like, just fucking get close enough. Get close enough. And all they're going to do is if I'm like, did you hit my car? They're going to be like, yeah, what do you want to do about it? I'm calling the IRS. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not calling the cops. I'm skipping the cops. I'm calling the IRS. Oh God. Expect an audit. Uh, no, but do you think it's possible that he – do you think he'll run in four years again? Do you think yeah. he's got enough? Yeah, I think he'll he'll it's try, fine. but I think people are done listening to him. We like a sequel about- in this country, though, Henning. Give me a Man. nice reboot. Give me – Trump turns a new leaf and becomes a nice guy? Like Jim Carrey, liar, liar style? He can't lie anymore? Oh, he's winning. <laughs> Hands down. And the sequel is always worse than the first, Henning. Good guy, Donnie. You, you imagine if that guy got back off? But if you thought he was vengeful oh, and spiteful before, holy shit. He'll give us the pubic branding. It'll be Trumpium. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in this country is playing volleyball with me. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even worried about about four years. I just because I feel like here here's what's gonna. It's just the prolonging of it, like and something new every day that's so bonkers. And I know, and it's it's laughable, except for it's not like you said, Henning. It's it is people trying to dismantle everything that you have to adhere to in this country. Um, it's that I think what's going to happen is something weird could potentially happen on Tuesday, which is the sixth, which is timing us out of the ether here, where it'll be like, eh, don't worry, inauguration's not till the twentieth because we got a ten day commission That's finally the put in when place. Congress has to confirm the sixth. Yeah, on the sixth. Yeah, yeah. This Tuesday is the official uh, like certification of the electoral college, unless. Unless they're like, look, we're not going to say Biden didn't win because they're pushing for just a 10-day nationwide audit where if they find anything, mm-hmm. um, people in that states can send their own electors to cast their own uh, vote. So they'd have to yeah. recast everything in six states, and they only care about six states. And it could – that they might say like – they're not going to say like, nope, Mike Pence says Donald Trump, but they might be able to wedge something enough to say like, it's just a ten day audit, guys. We're cool. I and then say, all of a sudden get that get it out. We're gonna do it classic sitcom style. Get the paint roller out, split that oh, whole yeah. office down the middle. You got Sleepy Joe on one side, you got Donnie on the other. You guys gotta figure it out. Double press. Double press. That would be a good that'd be a good sketch, actually. Or would it be the sketchiest sketch of all time? <laughs> Mm, that's true. If we could fall, go uh, down that rabbit hole far enough to pull it out. Turn, turn it. Yeah, yeah. Because did they used um, to like? Uh, was the if you lost, you were the vice president? Oh yeah, up until um, Thomas right. Jefferson. Uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, actually, I think Aaron Burr was his vice president, 
But then when he had his second term, he was just like, nah. I'm done with I know you came in second, but nah. And there wasn't anything constitutional about that. That was all executive. He just, because it was never constitutional, just <laughs> that's how they did it at the beginning, which is why we're in somewhat of these predicaments. Because literally George Washington was like, I don't really came in second. I guess he Give has- him an office. Give him an office. You came in second? Here, right? You're my best friend he now, I guess. We all agree. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, no. You, did that furniture collapse on, on yeah, Harvey Case? I, I was putting her to work and it yeah, fell in on her. Little <sighs> studs came out. Do you guys get it? At least let's let's get consumerism. Do you guys get anything cool for Christmas? And let me preface that. It's gotta be cooler than I was talking to a guy. Actually, I was talking to a guy's significant other, and I was like, Did you did you get did you get this person? Like they get what they wanted for Christmas. He got, I was like, I've never heard a daddier daddest Christmas list gift than this. No, he got underwear, socks and boxer shorts. <laughs> I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> he got two. He got a caveat on underwear. He got underwear and boxers. socks. Boxers, technically not underwear. They're shorts. Oh, that's you can be worn under, under your wear. <laughs> that's the so going that out underwear. Can you top underwear, socks, and underwear? Just soap on a rope and a robe. You got the entire dad set. Rag on <laughs> Is it a short robe, Henning? Oh, yes. Like a nice just, just mid-thigh. Depends on your relationship with your dad, I guess. <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, I'll have to send you guys a picture. Not nobody wears a short robe like Sean Connery wore in the James Bond movies. They were like swimsuit issue level short robes, little butt cheeks hanging out, like the little lumps under, like <laughs> barely true. peeking out a short robe. Like they are magnificent. When does a robe become a waistcoat and vice versa? I feel like you need length for a robe. You need you know? length. Length, you need a yeah. lot. Like, no? Do you long. say no, Hans? Gets too heavy. I used to have a robe that had length on it. And it was like a terry cloth robe. But you put that baby on after the shower, it gets a little wet. It's like you're walking around with a waterbed around your waist. <laughs> it's a deflated pool. Gets too heavy. It's I guess so it's a material. What do you got? A polyester henning? A silk? Oh yeah. <laughs> silk if we're lucky. A nice man mono. I was gonna say out of the three of us, Henning would rock a kimono. Easily the best. Well, thank you. I, yeah, he could no, no doubt about that. He could pull it off. I'd look like a like a washed out seventies detective in a kimono, stomach sticking out, kicking beer cans over, living in a trailer. I, never. I'd look like uh, I'd look like I was after ten dollars in an alley or something. <laughs> I could never. Mm-mm. There's a fine line. I'm a razor, razor thin line with what I can pull off over on this side of the fence. <laughs> I need floor length, at least. Um, 
There's a kimonos are actually quite. This is ooh, welcome to the most boring thing I've ever watched. And what was that? What was that movie I watched on PBS that I made you guys watch? I forget about that small town in Indiana. Oh yes, yes, yes. Jasper. Uh, not Jasper Mall, although well oh, worth Jasper it. Jasper Mall is a thing of beauty, my man. So one two a different. Uh, something else I watched on PBS was a half-hour introspective on the history and the waning production and craftsmanship of the Japanese kimono, and so, and it drew me in, and it was like there's like in uh, is Okinawa Okinawa. Mm -hmm. uh, It used to be so traditional, like for certain events, you'd have a kimono made. And these are ten thousands of dollars, up to ten thousand dollars, twenty, whatever. They're wildly expensive because they're heavily tailored. You pick the fabric, you know. There's a whole like um, spiritual, like prayer ceremony in making it, and everything surrounding. And it used to be, there used to be like a kimono district or whatever, and now there's only like two kimono masters left in Japan making these kimonos. Half hour, and they have to like, dye them in a very certain river that only got a certain kind of mineral washing down from mountains. Not no, so. that 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 could be cool. I think I think it's just um, they're ve- they have meetings on what the print of the year may be, and what each aspect of it represents. So a color will represent this. They actually do this. I heard something. Wow, I've been listening to a lot. Like in Guyana, they have a annual meeting of what's going to be on some of their prints that they make clothing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year was specific to 2020. So they have this very influential leader in Guyana um, who wears these very distinctive glasses. So one of the things you'll see on a lot of print from 2020 will be these spectacles on these glasses. And then keys are a big thing uh, in in the fabric because of people being behind like locked doors and shit like that. Super, super interesting. Like they, let's just say certain countries put a lot more attention into detail than, than a gilded gray sweatshirt from the, uh, from the rack at Walmart. (laughs) From your your trip to TJ Maxx. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. I don't like this. They're branding the entire year for you. I want variety. I need yeah, but you're going to go hey. individual consumer. It's a conversation starter. Say, hey, 2020, man. Glad it's 2021. My Planet Hollywood kimonos. <laughs> oh, Casey, boom, we finally hit it. Do you know how well you would do? For a hipster crossover, like ironic kimono store in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, where you make Looney Tunes kimonos, (laughs) Hard Rock Cafe kimonos. Oh my God, it'd be so good. So good. Even the name, like, I just like the name. Like, I want my store to be called Ironic Kimono, and then I, like, I sell candy. Oh yeah, well yeah, that would work wow, forever. Ironic right? kimono store, come on, Greenpoint, here Ooh. I come, baby, I'm back. 
the denim kimono. Get my Adventure Time kimono. Some Rick and Morty pickle Rick. Give me some pickle Rick kimonos. <laughs> oh, you're even going that. So that's even deeper. If your irony is contemporary irony, that's even tougher. Like a, uh, you know, like a uh, what what what's so contemporary? Wonder Woman eighty four. I don't know, like a friend's kimono or something. <laughs> Central Park. <kimono. laughs> it's, it's just floating heads, just uh, each character just floating on this field. Oh, I want a, I want a t-shirt with a friend's kimono on the t-shirt. Right, we can. I'm sure if we, I go online, I can find the proper. Um, What's it called? Not a blueprint. What do you need for fabric? Pattern. I need a pattern for my kimono and the prayers that go with it and some Looney Tunes shirts off eBay. Watch the doc. I could do this. I could watch the doc. Put me on that board. I think this year is 2020. We've been struggling. How about Taz in a baseball cap? <laughs> I'll see your Taz and Razia Marvin the Martian. <laughs> Taz, Taz and a doctor's smock. <laughs> T's mask. Taz is masked. Oh, T would be nice. masked. Socially distant Taz. <laughs> Just Mar not Marvin the Martian, not in a mask, but with all those horrendous mask marks from wearing the mask in an <laughs> ER for 12 hours. <laughs> Awareness. Awareness. <laughs> pandemic wow marvin the martian really he for a for, a for a b character he had his time in the sun huh he did yeah maybe a little too much yeah was he in space jam did they bring him back for space jam never seen it but he had he a lot of he had a lot of t-shirt clout mm, yeah for yeah right for some reason he was he was yeah center. no some he's only favorite. in like two or three shorts. Like, but yeah, no, you're right. Like minimal. he's like the Wolverine of Looney Tunes. <laughs> That's what happens, though. People pluck out the obscure character to be to be eccentric. Yeah, and then it, everybody is on the same boat, and then it's all you know. It's the like sheep mentality. No, I like the weird character. <laughs> Looney Tunes character on my shirt. Oh, this country should disband. You know what? I want 60 senators. I want 60 senators on that boat. Object. And I want my senator in a Looney Tunes shirt. I want Mike Pence. I want Mike Pence wearing a pair of Umbro soccer shorts and a Looney Tunes. <laughs> nice. Uh, the a Looney Tunes villain shirt. Got to have them all. All the red hair yes. dude with the sneakers. How come that guy never right. took off? That's the one. That would have been the one I'd pick. Not Marvin the Ooh. Martian. The big red-haired monster with the basketball shoes. That wasn't that his, like, pet, right? I don't know. I don't I know thought, why. I think he created him in a lab or something. Him, it. Steeped whatever. in my Looney Tunes lore. Yeah. Looney Tunes is, Henning, you might know this as a an animator. I'm sure you're up on the Looney Tunes. Um, they HBO Max commissioned new Looney Tunes episodes and a new Looney Tunes like uh, Christmas special. Wow, cool! I didn't know that. Is it uh, CG? 
I don't know. I don't think I don't think so, Henny. I don't think so. But the thing about it is they doubled down. I was maybe I'm just getting older, but I was shocked at how incredibly violent it was. Like a classic hammer to the teeth, like teeth knocking out, classic like dynamite, like shoved down Santa's throat for like an explosion. It was really, really wildly, uh, it was just super violent. Mm. They went back to the classics and said, okay, what does everyone like about these? That maybe I don't see anymore these days. I what don't even remember. Thing? Yeah, I don't even remember Looney Tunes being as violent as these new ones are. Hmm. Just hammers, bombs, itchy and scratchy uh, level. Yes, yes. I'm not even kidding. Joywork it. You will watch it and you go, oh, like I don't know if they're parodying itchy and scratchy as much as itchy and scratchy parodies them. That's how. Like I'm talking axes chopping off limbs and shit. That seems a bit far for the Looney Tunes I remember. I remember an old gun to the face, like the old gag. Like I'm trying Which to is think intense. of the extent of the violence. Yeah, guns to face, but not like a not a big. Uh, bell-bottomed musket but like a 22 like a uzi <laughs> right okay sexy it's a, gun if it's the revolutionary war musket yeah if it's that musket it's it's and that fine. just makes your face black yeah yeah doesn't blow it off there's like brain matter like kennedy It's got to have an edge, right. man. They're doing, they're doing fucking Space Jam too. That's on the books. For HBO no, they're Max. not. Are they really? Yeah. Hanning, can you confirm this? I've seen, I've seen rumblings. Are they bringing MJ back? Oh no, they got, they got L, LJ. Hmm. LeBron. LeBron. Really? And so Michael Jordan will do a cameo. Will he play like a judge or something? A space judge. You would space assume jam? that he would come back, right? You can't do Space Jam uh, without Michael Jordan. Unless he's asking too much. Because kids, are they're like, I, they don't care if they see you, quite frankly. But yeah, who are they going to sell more tickets to? For the oldies. Yeah, gonna they're going to sell it to the oldies or the youngies. you guys this, because Space Jam came out when we were probably around Oscar's age. You live with Oscar Henning. Hans, you got nephews, young nephews. Do they care about fucking Looney Tunes? Like, space? Like, is that a get? Like, is it like our young kids, do they care about space and jamming of said space? Do you, or the Looney and tuning? Which ones Looney. do you mean? I'm just I'm just wondering, like, if they care. Like, why make, <laughs> why make Space Jam 2 unless it's just for us to watch it? as old people oscar and claire would watch the hell out of anything animated okay okay not even a question i think if it was on but i feel like the the latest generation is disney has uh uh i should say uh, uh, uh what i've seen is like disney has pushed animation to the side at least for that age group and brought in 
live action, like across the board, like bunked and Jesse. And so it's all like kid (laughs) drama comedies or whatever. Gotcha. Sitcoms. Kid based sitcoms. Got it. (laughs) You you must be talking about your nephews and nieces because Rue isn't old enough for that yet. But Claire is right at that age. Bunked Does she, she, she watch Bunked? Nonstop. Yeah, Bunked has got I thought you made that up because I was like, I, that's a JP character. name, but it's a real show, huh? Bunked? It's a, what, what do you, Casey, all right, yeah, honey, do we, uh, do, do you, uh, do you want to take a stab at what Bunked is? Casey? Without knowing anything about it? I, I, well, after you guys were talking, I was like, I just thought you would make like Jesse exclamation point and bunked because it sounds like a funny word. I would assume it has like bunk mates or they like at a camp or something. Is it nice. a goofy they sleepaway had a good camp? name, right? There you go. Uh, it's the rich Manhattanites got to get out of the city from their to. fancy helicopters and their sky rises. <laughs> and they're <laughs> now that I think about it. Isn't Jesse like one of their live-in nannies? Yeah, Bunked is a spinoff. Didn't realize. Or is, is Jesse a spinoff from Bunked? Other way around. Jesse oh. came first. And uh, so they get out of get out of Dodge. Oh yeah, and gotta you know light out for Green Acres style country living. Yeah, yeah. Get out of that rat race, Manhattan rat race. Fish There's out of a... water and into yeah. canoe. <laughs> classic premise i guess we had salute your shorts but that was just a bunch of scuzz kids that go to a scuzz camp and act scuzzy right yeah it's just meatballs <laughs> yeah just i mean yeah we didn't need anything couture back in our day yeah because that camp was like that it's like working class back then still i love how it's changed now to a luxury Oh, oh, camp. Yeah, 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 for that, sure. That's expensive. That shit's expensive. Mm. Where it used to just be like, my dad works at the plant 12 months out of the year, so I got to get out away for a month. Yeah. He'll kill me. So you can drink I'm beers home. in the afternoon alone. Uh, oh, what's I going to say? Bunked. Wasn't there a kid? And like, yeah. And these kids are all like, they give each other a hard time, but like, didn't they like try and like trap people in caves and eat your shorts or salute your shorts? And one of the kids' name was like was Buttnit, Fat Turd or something. No, it's oh, donkey lips <laughs> and donkey lips. Oh god! And the counselor was Ugg because he's ugly. Was... Oh man, so mean! Salute your shorts. Send him up the flagpole, dude. Yeah, they steal their shorts and put them up a pole. Well, the giving of a hard time to the counselors and any adult is still a mainstay. Tried and true. They oh. just, you know, the camp counselor is, instead of a uggo guy, it's a, a lady you can't get a date because she collects bugs or something. <laughs> That's so good. I had a, Nothing has I... changed. It's the same shit. It's just like, I don't know. Fucking... <laughs> She's a nerd. I like bugs. I, bugs are gross, right? There is uh, truth, 
truth can be stranger than fiction, or I guess art always is conceived of somewhere. Because I had a counselor by the name of Marcus who just should have known better. A bunch of asshole kids coming in. They're like 10 years old. And he was like, the, we all got into our bunks. And he was like, all right, guys. Something you didn't know about me. I'm third chair flute. Pulls out his flute and which in uh, now that I'm an adult, I was like, oh, that's cool. I bet he was really good at the flute. But so we tortured him of for the next week, and he gave us like he was probably only 18, right? Mm-hmm. But we were 10, so he seemed like he was 40 years old. Yeah, an yeah. adult man playing like, the you've flute. You've seen 18-year-old there, children. So this poor 18-year-old who has all these insecurities, right, who hasn't been hardened by life, now just opened up that window <laughs> to just the most razor-cutting, just ground you to a stump 10-year-old kids by tooting your flute the moment you got in, man. Fellas, you want to let me flute you to sleep a little bit. Uh, victim blamey, but I feel like you should have known not to pull out the flute first I, thing I by this know. point in his life. He, he was only 18. He was probably awesome at the flute. He, he couldn't read the room. <laughs> he couldn't read the room. No, I'm with Annie. It's like, how many 10-year-olds are impressed, impressed by the flute? Yeah. And I went to bed like four out of the five nights I was there, and I woke up in my own piss and still made fun of the counselor. <laughs> and you were the cool one. <laughs> This guy pisses his own bed. He doesn't give a shit. This hot guy's the best. He don't play no flute. That was the same year. Yeah, I was at this. um, It was a sleepaway camp, and we went down to the University of Oregon for uh, for uh, I don't know two weeks. First time as a thirteen year old, twelve year old, I'm away from my family for quite a while. But there and there was junior counselors and senior counselors one night it was about 1994 i guess one night all the junior counselors uh went out snuck out off campus to go see pulp fiction which had just come out yeah someone ratted them out and they all got unceremoniously sent home and and you know brought up in front of the entire charges Camp charges? Not on not on They got ejected. Publicly ejected and mea culpa in front of the entire camp. Um, but as kids we were just like, oh, those guys are the cool ones. They went out and saw a movie out too late that I want to see, the rated R. The dirty ones. And then the and the counselors that are left are like, <laughs> they they lost our respect because they because they didn't they go. Stayed home. Of course. What's interesting about that, you say 94, I know another classic film that came in, out in 94, and I got a feeling they all saw that movie, and as soon as they realized that the hammer was going to drop, they were like, they're like, what movie did you guys see anyway? They were Pulp like, Fiction. Pulp Fiction, dude. They all saw Gump. We all know <laughs> they saw Forrest Gump. We all know they weren't getting into Pulp Fiction. And there's a lot of R movies that people would be like, it's cool going. But Pulp Fiction at the time was like deep throat. Everybody was (laughs) hard on that flick. 
<laughs> just really, it just I brought back a vivid memory of um, my buddy Drew and I. We got we watched Howard Stern's Private Parts. Like we, yeah. you know, like ten years old. We're like two for Private Parts, please. And there's no way it was just like I'm gonna ask and I'm gonna see what happens. And the guy taking the tickets again, like you were talking about, like the camp counselor. He knew my dad, and he thought my dad was cool. So he's like, I'm going to let his nerdy, fat, mulleted son go watch a dirty movie. And he was like, all right, cool. Two tickets, private parts. I'm going to, you know, I told people I saw Mortal Kombat 2. Ooh. <laughs> it's two 12-year-olds in the back of the fucking movie theater watching, like, there's a bare bosom. She's sitting oh, on yeah. a speaker. I wish I saw <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2. You were ashamed of private parts? Had to cover it up? I, I mean, I didn't want to get in trouble. I wanted to be able to go to the movies again. Mortal Kombat was better? Oh, yeah. Uh, did anybody... That wasn't intentional, yeah, I, what you just said, Henning? You were afraid of private parts? And tried to cover it up? I wasn't trying to make a joke, and thank you <laughs> for not drawing attention to it. No, but well, that's the time like Howard Stern no is like persona non grata. Like it's like I think it's dumb to think, but like the time like Beavis and Butthead. Like there was a time Yes. Like my parents were like, You cannot watch that if your brothers are in the room. Like do not share that, you know, like it was just like it's a cartoon about like a guy who picks his nose, you know what I mean? It's so silly, but it's scary, dude. What was the, is it, did they just say, like, the words ass? Like, I don't recall why was Beavis and Butthead in retrospect. Why were they, just said bunghole, right? They're just dirt Were bags. they just, I think just it was... a general disrespect. Yeah. That's <laughs> People were still act. so afraid. You know, it's just like the labeling of the music. Like, the show's going to turn my kid into a delinquent. Wait, I, I did look this up for a quiz on that I have coming up later. But uh their first short was called Frog Baseball. Yes. So I get oh, yeah. toward animals going on. They did put like a firecracker in a frog's ass. Like it's not you shouldn't emulate these people, but yes. But it's like I remember people I knew who couldn't watch The Simpsons. Which seems so innocuous now, but it's like I would go over to people's house and they're like, All right, we can't watch The Simpsons, my mom and dad. They're they're too rude. Yeah. Because um, they made that um, there was that weird... lose our audio. I lost my whole All this beeves and butthead talk. Your mom came in, didn't she? Unplugged you. <laughs> And he's got the room recording. <laughs> Can I give the old Nintendo blow? <laughs> you should edit it to the first class so that's just the whole. Now I got, I mean, if I can, I can match this up. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Holy shit. What a fucking. That's uh, okay, Happy. No, oh, I know, I know. Oh man, <laughs> I have been just—that's how I felt a, about this uh, pleasure lately. 
this furniture I was trying to build just kept falling apart on me. And then the room yeah. got too hot, so that made me angry as well. Couldn't get the window open to get a breeze. Just not just a perfect storm. Is that a new um is that a new Christmas furniture you got? <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> no, we were like, we're gonna change change the house around, change the room around. So we just ordered a bunch of Ash got a bunch of nice stuff. So of course I destroy it like a rhinoceros. Nice. Nice. You could definitely I've definitely looked around the old abode, maybe because we've been locked in it for so long. I'm like I this table's gotta go. I have the largest coffee table because I found it at a thrift store for five dollars. It's like a it belongs in front of a pew at a church. <laughs> it weighs like five hundred pounds. It has two eaves to make it More six stable. feet wide. All you do is hit your it has no give because it's so girthy and weighty that you you know you just shin yourself on it constantly. Um, we gotta keep it. But Meg's like, we should get a new table. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Got a table. Fully <laughs> exactly. functional table. We'll eat off. Hey, this old table came in a box. Let's use the box. <laughs> Thought you said it was five bucks at a thrift store. I did, Henny, and I was trying to be. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. What do you want from me? He's getting every nickel out of that table. I had him box it up for me. <laughs> I'll pay extra for the box. Oh. I need my wife to think I got it at an actual store. I don't I mean, I look at the, Yeah. I built it from scratch out of out of oak. And I can understand not not wanting to get, get rid of it. Out of a nice hard dollars. I, I slaved away over five. this lathe. And That's... so so much shin bone have gone into that table. <laughs> yes. That's right. Shin damage alone. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least it can make it into a coffin. <laughs> Send it over to Casey. He'll repurpose that for you. Yeah, baby. He's got thin wrenches over there. Tiny wrenches, tiny screwdrivers. I was nice. passively, aggressively given a toolkit by my father. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, he just was like, <laughs> I know you don't own tools, basically. <laughs> like, it was sitting next to the car when we were visiting because uh, my dad and mom gave Harvey a little trampoline. Which, oh, nice! Yeah, um, yeah. So cool. we needed a like a socket wrench to take it apart, and then I was like loading things in the car, and then there was just a like toolkit there, and I was like, oh, all right. Well, and you kind of set it off to the side, and I was like, Dad, you left your toolkit out there. He's like, No, 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 it's it's yours. Like, just he just was like, You don't own, and it was like, Well, I actually don't no. own any tools. I have a hammer. And for the longest time, <laughs> Ashley and I would just use an old metal ice cream scoop as a hammer. Until I was like, oh, yeah. I had enough of this shit. I'm buying a hammer. <laughs> the uh, it's funny. That's man, I aggressive. It's it's the like baby's first toolkit. No, it really is. It was just like 
when I got when Here I was fourteen. You I got this. Your training tools. I have uh, a similar thing where it was like for my birthday. Meg was like, for your birthday, let's go buy you a drill. Baby's first <laughs> drill. So we went and I was like, all right, yeah, sure. And we went and got a drill and I was like, all right, this one's the cheapest. And so I got it. That drill has doesn't have enough power to put an extra hole in Swiss cheese. It is so soft and weak. It is unbelievable. It is. Uh, it goes through drywall, but if you find a stud, forget it. <laughs> just breaks. I feel your pain. I did. As soon as you started that story, I was like, the only drill I've ever bought for myself. Same thing. I was like, can I get the tiniest, cheapest drill you got? And it's just <laughs> a piece of shit. It was rechargeable. That was, uh, I just did the uh, one week ago. I Meg. I was at the store, and Meg sent me a message. She's like. Dude, can you just get a new hair dryer? We got to um, hair dry, uh, dry Ruby's hair after a tub at night because we just don't cut it. She's got this long, ratty hair. So when we dry it, so she doesn't go to bed because she has a good mom, she would go to bed with the wettest hair ever if it was if it were <laughs> I. Um, but uh, we had this hair dryer, and she must have had it for twenty years. So it just something's loose in there and it falls into a mechanism so the sound it makes is the most night of the living dead ungodly screech so finally she's like can you just please buy a new hair dryer i was like you got it so i bought a hair dryer classic cheapest one it turns out it's a travel hair dryer when i show you that i just use three fingers to hold the whole hair dryer and kind of, uh, and it takes an extra hour to blow dry her hair. Should have bought and a fan. The, the end is a quarter, is the size of the diameter of a quarter where the hot wind comes out. <laughs> but it's Drew Barrymore brand. Ooh. She's shilling her own travel hair dryers. God's sakes. Uh, we were because you were talking about woodwork, and you talked about. Drew, I don't know why I connected Drew Barrymore, but we um, on our drive because we drove to South Dakota, listened to a bunch of um, the Conan O'Brien podcasts. Oh yeah, uh, which were which are great. Like the Dana Carvey one's amazing. Like it is. Like Dana Carvey is so fun. Like it's one of those things you for, I forget just how funny that guy is. Just because you know, it's watched him forever. Around. Yeah. And we even rewatched that documentary about the Dana Carvey show when we got home. Just because yeah. we were like so good. But they had an episode with um it was um God damn, I can't think of his name now. The mustache the bearded guy from Parks and Rec. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman and his wife. And it was the most Megan Mullaney. Megan Mullaney, the most awkward, weird, like, conversation they had. And it was, it was like, Conan keeps saying, like, I know you guys, like, we've gone out to dinner. But (laughs) they were were gaslighting him. I know they weren't, but it just seemed he was like, oh, oh, okay. Like, just this constant derailing. And then Nick Offerman, he and Megan Mullaney just talk about how Nick Offerman should be on Survivor. 
It's just uh-huh. it's so weird. It was such an awkward conversation. And Ash and I just kept looking at each other and like, are they just telling Conan about their favorite TV shows and how they they would be better if they were on them? And, you know, it's Conan, so he's just up and just trying. He's like, oh, yeah, Survivor. I could never do Survivor. You guys see Naked and Afraid? And they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to talk about Survivor some more. <laughs> so it's just so, it's like, oh, really come around on Conan. He's a, he's a saint, that guy. Oh, yeah. So good. That is works definitely out. joy work. Did you say he works out, Henny? He works hard. Oh, <laughs> he does. It's crazy hard to uh, to to wring the funny out of whatever guest he has. No, he does. Speaking of wringing the funny out, before my machine exploded, were you mentioning a quiz, Henning? I do have a quiz, and surprisingly, every every time something comes up, like we talked about Beavis and Butthead, we talked about. Conan, all these. Oh, well, what else? Uh, Simpsons. It, everything about '90s TV has has been coming up in my ears. Have been perking up each time. Like now is now the time for the quiz. It's always the time for the quiz. But uh, so I got a huge preamble to it just to <laughs> warn you. <laughs> but eventually, I'll get there. All right, you ready for my quiz? We love a preamble. Oh, yes. In the end of the year quiz. 2020 was a turning point year. For everyone who lived through it, the pandemic will forever divide our lives into pre and post. There are cultural events in human history, too, that stand as inflection points, moments where if you were alive and watching TV, you can recognize a change in the spirit of the world, the collective expansion of our dreams at the moon landing, the crushing reality of watching the Challenger break up on launch. The Twin Towers coming down on 9-11, the Berlin Wall coming down on 11-9. The horror and rising sick of watching Donald J. Trump take the Electoral College in 2016 and the cautious rebirth of hope and sanity, fingers crossed, as the votes were counted (laughs) over election night into election week 2020. Everyone who watched these events unfold on TV can remember where they were and has an idea of what the world was like before and how it was different after. Mm-hmm. I would like to drill down on a less examined but nonetheless important cultural inflection point than marked anyone who lived and watched TV in the 90s. I am speaking, of course, about Dennis Franz's butt cheeks. Yes. I know it well. I know those cheeks. <laughs> good, good, good. The, uh, the episode, like you don't know, the episode of NYPD Blue in which Detective Andy Sipowitz takes a shower with his lady love marked the first time network television showed bare buttocks in a sexual context. Plenty of butts. Plenty of butts before that. And uh, as the camera wanders languidly down in the shower to behold not one but two gleaming white ch- white sets of wet cheeks, television and its viewers were changed forever. <laughs> As with any turning point, our lives could be measured in before and after. Here's what the quiz is. I will mention some epoch-making moments of 90s TV. You tell me if they happened before or after Dennis Franz's butt cheeks. Ooh, I like it. Pre-cheek, uh, post-cheek. Can I make a quick comment on 
why we went with Franz's butt cheeks? Or a question, sure. a query to you both. Do you think you can equate Franz's butt cheeks on screen in a sexual manner? Why they went with Franz's cheeks? Can you equate that with why they decided to make Jackie Robinson the first uh, <laughs> African-American baseball player in the um, MLB? Because oh, they say Jackie Robinson was tempered. He was even keeled. He had charisma and he was going to have to deal with a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. If you put a, if you put Jimmy Smith's butt cheeks, there's arousal factors. The guy's got bravado you, and it's a sexual nature. You're bringing up juices and feelings like with Franz old fat, dumpy white guy. They're like, yeah, it's sexual, but it's like your dad's butt cheeks. I was just going to say, like <laughs> it's just the old mom. I think, I, yes, I agree with you. I think it's just the inoffensive, not going to set your heart on fire, not going to make you run to the toilet. It's just like you caught a peek in your dad in the shower and you're like, ah, oh, God, I should have knocked first. He's like, hey, 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 get out of here. <laughs> I just, I just, I just had a, you know, I was wondering why they went Franz Cheeks. Oh, and I remember. It wasn't David the, Caruso the, in that show? Like, wasn't he the unlikely sex icon for a while as well? Smith Caruso. It, was, it wasn't Franz, but people had a big love affair with him. He could do no wrong. And I think it's because he was a fucking slub, slob. It is. I like, agree. Let him, let's watch him take a dog. <laughs> They set it up like it's gonna be a sexy. It's just Dennis Fox taking a shit. But All from right, the bowl, I'm excited for the quiz. So, oh. is it pre cheeks or post cheeks? Post rump. BC before cheeks or AD after Dennis. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I feel I feel confident here, honey. I really do. Good. Good. I would be feeling confident about now too. I feel like I got a handle on '90s TV. So the episode in question took place at the chronological, conveniently midpoint of the '90s, November twenty second, nineteen ninety four. Just to help you out here, go, November twenty second, nineteen ninety four. Real quick note: that was also mm -hmm. the same day John F. Kennedy was shot in nineteen sixty three. November twenty two. <laughs> And then Franz shot us one in 94, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. You, you give me an, a night to write something, I could connect all these dots. Oh, oh Jackie God. Robinson. The yarn's coming out, Henny. Assassination of JFK, DFBC, Dennis Franz's butt cheeks. On the grassy knoll. They're all. <laughs> just, about no pants on, just a, <laughs> Someone put some pants on that guy. It was the third mooner. All right. All right. Number one, Ellen DeGeneres came out as gay in life and in character on a much hyped episode of her show. Ellen, did that happen before or after Franz came out of his underpants? Hey, I'm going to say I watched Ellen. I had forgotten Jeremy Piven was on it. Yep. That was the love interest. Ellen, 94. And she dated a, an American gladiator on the show. Those are the only things okay. I remember about the show because I was like, 
So much of everything I like is coming together. It's Malibu. I think it was on the same lineup as Grace Under Fire. All right. So I remember watching that horrible lineup of comedy. Yeah. And in 94, I would have been 11. I'm going to say it's AD after Dennis. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, with Hanson after Dennis. Because I remember watching that episode. And I feel like it was later in the 90s. I'm just, I'm looking like. Because then I got to have the talk with my parents about what's what being gay is. And I feel like I was too old to have to not, didn't have to be explained to me. I feel like, so I'm going after Dennis. You're right. After Dennis, both of you get a point. Network TV, not ready for first gay character. Ready for butt cheeks earlier. Gay butt cheeks. Did one cause the other? I'm just saying. There's a connection. It opened that black hole. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I love it. Uh, 96, Henning, was Alan. 97. 97? That's later than I thought, even. Yeah. All right. Both got a point. Number two. Nice. By the time NYPD Blue rolled around, American families were well acquainted with The Simpsons. But... Did the Simpsons show Bart's naked cartoon butt before or after Sipowitz's? Uh, BC. Before Cheeks. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go after one of the earliest episodes where they Bart uh, literally one of the first episode Bart's taking a bath, and I think he, he fills the water so much, and and Homer opens the door, and he is flooded with tub water. And then he chased him. Come here, boy! Like, it's one of those really oh, janky looking. And he chases after him for a classic dad strangle. Just saying. I think that's it. I could be totally wrong. but I know I I'm said after to, Dennis to first, but... Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick. I'm going to stick to after Dennis. Okay, sorry. I, I, I know. Well before, and... Yeah, it wasn't the first, but that was a very, very early one. Still in the Tracy Ullman shorts, I think. Mm. Bart's oh, got the tower. Oh, you had the voice perfect. It's drying off after that. After that, uh, right? The old home voice. Very good. Uh, you the gave winner, me. Boy, and he drops the towel and runs off, and you get to see. Yes. You gave me chills because I would gauge when they would have Simpsons reruns. If I heard old Homer voice, I'd just be like, "God damn it! It's gonna be a shitty one." <laughs> Yeah, those were rough. Those were really rough. But it's crazy. It's like when you watch early Seinfeld Mm -hmm. and you're like, ah, this is pretty unwatchable. And like, how did they get past that hump to have the ability to expand? It's it's pretty crazy. We talked about it months ago because Ash and I did rewatch Seinfeld. And you can pick there is the episode in season two where it is good. Like that moment, because it's just, you're like, oh shit, this is the Seinfeld I remember watching. And it is literally one episode to the next. It goes from being sort of like, it embraces the weirdness. That's that's what it is. Yeah. And secondary characters. Season two, I would say. And for me, Simpsons, it was the baseball one. That's a good I don't know if that is the episode, but I, I that episode I remember 
rewatching and I was like, oh, this is the moment I was like, Simpsons is really funny now. Monorail? Was the baseball one first season? Monorail, I think. Baseball season two. Because the first Conan O'Brien episode, the college one, is was the I was like, this is the greatest show ever made. Absolutely, I think that's season well, thought, two or three. Conan was a monorail writer as well, and monorail is oh. amazing. I what are we doing? I don't know. Um, <laughs> by the by the time so Simpsons did it mm-hmm. way early, and by the time Dennis Franz did it, Simpsons had already racked up like a hundred instances of cartoon nudity. According to SimpsonsWiki.com. Number three, there was a general loosening of decorum in the 90s. Late night talk shows didn't, hosts didn't have to wear ties anymore. Hard boiled cops didn't have to wear pants anymore. And the president could play a sax on TV. Did Bill, Clinton, did Bill Clinton play the saxophone on Arsenio Hall's show before or after Dennis Franz got his, his skin flute played? Sorry. <laughs> Skin flute played. Skin flute. <laughs> Bruce Valanche. Um, I'm gonna go B. B four cheeks. I'm gonna go B cheeks okay. too because he was inaugurated in 1992, and that was right after the inauguration. I think. Dang, dang. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't president yet. It was still candidate Bill Clinton at that point. Uh, 1992. 92. Nice job, Case. Nice job, Hans, with three. Arsenio Hall is pretty unwatchable, that show. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. We are, we are all just... They, they always have a joke where they kick it to the audience with a non sequitur about what the audience was. Like, you'd be like, and it's the grandma's convention, 1992, like, underneath the audience. Is that, was that Arsenio? Where they'd, like, make oh, a joke out of, like, the audience hooting and tooting. Making fun of the audience. Oh, as I they know, definitely had something like that, too. Like, this is the 1996, like, yeah, none show. <laughs> That's why I wasn't a writer for Arsenio, although oh, that one, one. would have killed. The 96 Sun Show? There's, there's a lot. There's a, whole, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a, yeah, there's a lot to be dissected there. Wow. Speaking of All late right. night. Speaking of late night, Drew Barrymore flashes David Letterman live on his 48th birthday. Drew Barrymore. I was, I, I was watching that live and boy did that sear itself into my teenage boy brain i'm gonna go bc so did did dennis i gotta get the pun in sorry Sorry. did dennis or drew bear more who was first and by more i mean what what happened sooner right bear more meantime dennis frost has a tattoo (laughs) of nipples on his butt cheeks All right, so I know I say David Letterman left NBC and he got his CBS show, which is where it happened, and it was really early on when he got his CBS show. When did that show come back? Right around that time, because if I was 10, 11, not 12. Might have even been that same year. That is a tight one. I'm going to go before... 
cheeks. Oh, that's a risky one. I'm going BC like on that. She that was pre before her resurgence in movies again. Like she was just like oh, yeah. still coaching. Wild child. Twenty year old kid. Just recovering from something. Alcohol? Yeah, she was doing like it was a mixed bag. She was she was she talks about in like uh interviews or books like she, they were this was eight hard eighties, like they're like, I don't know, she's in shows, let her in the club, and she was like ten. Mm. Cute and ET though. Streaming on Netflix. You guys should check it out. It's a good movie. I've heard. <laughs> it's worth it. So we both went BC? I went BC. I went BC. Did you, too. Did you go yeah. BC? I'm going BC. I'm thinking, I'm thinking 93. Yeah, I think ah, so. Because when did like Charlie's April, Angels right? and Scream come out? That was like mid to late 90s. 96. Yeah. Is yeah, still mulling it over? No, I'm going BC. No, BC. I committed. April 1995. Son of a bitch. No way. Damn. Right after. Right after. So she, you know, she, she he he broke that barrier. Damn, she didn't I, even show. She had her back to the camera for it, as I recall. Right, you didn't even yeah. see anything. You just saw it reflected in Letterman's coke coke bottle. <laughs> Letter I, Letterman doesn't seem like the guy that would appreciate that. Like his comedy is very controlled, very dry. Mm-hmm. He was very set up punch, right? Yeah, Unless they planned that. Molotov cocktail thrown into his. Which is his, funny because uh, listening plan. to the Conan podcast, they talk about that like bedside manner, like rolling in, in and out of like we're going to a commercial break and how you see the hosts lean in to talk. And they just were like, yeah, Letterman didn't say shit to anyone. Unless the camera right. was on. And I was like, okay, that's the most David Letterman sounding thing. Like, he's just like, oh, no, no. I'm not going to waste my time talking to you until the camera's here. <laughs> no, that, so I agree. Sounds... I feel like that type of madness wouldn't wouldn't fly. Not for 40s yeah. David Letterman. Maybe in his younger years. 48-year-old. He reacted well. He said thank you. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, he did well, but I feel like, I feel like there was a tur. I feel like he, he gave Paul a good spanking afterwards. <laughs> I think he took it out on Paul quite often for starting to play that music. <laughs> da, 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 da. Got her up on the desk. All right, number five. Speaking of Simpsons again, the principal and the popper is the infamous Simpsons episode that marks for many fans the end of the classic Good Years. Principal Skinner is revealed to be an imposter Vietnam War vet Armin Tamzarian and the Springfieldians, including his own mother, shrug and move on with their lives. Did Simpsons jump the shark before or after Sipowitz jumped in the shower? I think I can go AD on this one. Yeah, I'm going AD. I think I can go AD. Um, the anime, I, I, I can picture it. The animation's pretty clean. It actually has a couple of good bits in it too, like a couple of good willy bits, as I recall. Is that where he gets um, trapped under the in the garage and has to bounce the basketball? No, no, I don't think so. It's, it's 
uh, it's just, it's, yeah, where he's shown to be a fraud. And he was actually like this, uh, like rebel, like uh, rebel without a cause character. And then like ended up happenstance into this position. So he ended up taking somebody's other life. I don't know what happened to the other the other guy. Oh, and his, and his the other guy was like kind of uh, didn't get along with the mother, so the mother, um, like just was like, yeah, I'd rather have this. Oh, yeah. I think they all agreed to switch places, and and the mother was okay with it. Kind of is kind of like a John Draper. Yes. Right? Oh my God! Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Dick Whitman Don Draper thing. I still haven't okay. seen the show. I kind of get the reference, but AD September nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, baby. Ninth ninth season. I love that. Simpsons has like from your quote jumped the shark like so long ago. Like there's so much more Simpsons after that episode. So much. They're on thirty thirty one now. Yeah, I would. Di- for me, I would disagree that that is the the. Inflection point, though. I'm not quite. I'm not sold on that yet. I think it happened a little bit later, like mid, like early 2000s, maybe. When was you know the, what? Go ahead. I was just going to ask you guys just a question. Like, when was the last time you watched a Simpsons episode, like in the wild as it came out? Oh, uh, like I think like it was the latest episode on Hulu or when something. We, when we lived in Minneapolis, I think it was probably the last time I watched. TV, TV, like Simpsons, like on Sunday nights, like let's sit down, new season of The Simpsons. Like I can't, I can't remember. That's why I asked. I was just curious. Like I, maybe when I lived in Minneapolis with two with you, maybe we were like, oh, Simpsons are on. Let's you know get stoned or something. But here's the episode I'm thinking. Here's the episode where I went. I think I'm, and there was an end sync episode where. And sync was on, and the whole episode basically was just around how cheesy it was that it was an end sync episode. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I don't know. This it seems pretty markety. It's uh, they try and get him to join the navy or something. I'm doing a stunt, stunt casting. We got whoever's yeah. cool on, mm-hmm. or they weren't cool at that point, probably. Self-deprecating, yeah. That would have been early 2000s, yeah. Yeah, that was just curious because we, as we were talking, I was like, I don't even know the last time I watched an episode of The Simpsons. Maybe it's good now. Who knows? From Simpsons to OJ. For a whole day, 95 million Americans put down what they were doing and watched a former football star running from the cops. Did LAPD tail end OJ's white Bronco before or after NYPD? Showed Sipowitz's white tail end. I'm gonna say BC. I think that happened in 1995. So I think it would be AD after D's. Interesting, interesting. Cheeks. AD says. I think it was 95. Well, why? I went before. Hans is going after. This could tie the game. You're going you before. Go, you going before, I'm going, bef- I'm going or B. Casey? Yeah. Casey got it. Son of a bitch. 93? 
94 in the summer. So Bronco was before, Trial was after. You're going, you're going tight with the dates now, Henning. Making it very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> and 94 was my gump year. I should remember it oh, well. My, <laughs> my gump <It> year. <laughs> with the go, four to four going into the final question. Oh. So that justifies it. Are we tie game going in? All right. Uh, finally, no 90s TV quiz would be complete without my favorite sitcom, Perfect Strangers. Yes. Okay. Sadly ended after only eight perfect seasons. <laughs> Holy That's shit. A lot. Holy <laughs> the last one, they moved to a house. Every one of the last two. Spotless. <laughs> And beautiful. Mr. Twinkasetti. For very first season. Did Bronson Pinchot throw in the towel before or after Dennis Franz threw in his? What do you mean? The what? final episode. The final episode. Yeah, oh, when did Bronson Pinchot good. sweep that spotlight up? Oh, man, that's a good Eight seasons. TJF for a while on the Friday night lineup. Bronson Pinchot. It's the first show. Like a lot of times sitcoms are like, we gotta add uh we gotta add some spice. And so usually it's like a new kid or like right, that yeah. weird alien little Richie kid from Family Matters, or uh I think one of the kids had a kid in step by step, and then this one they were just like, I don't know, have him move from an apartment to a condo. <laughs> Oh, man. Like, it's so hard for me because I don't – like, Perfect Strangers is the 80s to me, so I know this yeah. is my memory playing tricks on me. Started in the 80s. Definitely did. But did it start in 1988? But did it last long enough? Yeah. Because now we're talking, like, full house territory. I am going before Cheeks. Yeah, me too. He had to cover up. He he didn't want to pull those cheeks out while Bronson was still because Family chair. Matters is a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. It is. Did it come when the yeah. show was over? No, no. Family Matters happened while the show was happening for Concurrently. sure. Concurrent. I know that much because they were both on TGIF at the same time. Yeah. In fact, Family Matters bumped. Family Matters got prime and pushed, pushed uh, uh, Perfect Strangers. That Urkel magic, man. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it pre-cheek, he kept those babies. He kept those NYPD blues up and tied tight. Yeah, I'll do the right. same pre. I know you both said said before cheeks before uh, before I let you know, but um, yeah, you're right. Tie game, five to five. August 1993 was the final episode titled Up, Up, and Away. Jennifer goes into labor while Balky and Larry work to bring their runaway helium balloon down to Earth. <laughs> Shut up. Stop. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. The ideal Perfect Strangers episode. Oh, I wish they were lost at Sky. Just that balloon never <laughs> that, came back. Oh, yeah. That might have happened, right? Like Amelia Earhart. Is that how it ended? That's how it ended, yeah. 
Marklin Baker comes out on stage and says, thanks for, thanks for being with us. And they did the happy dance one last time. Oh, with tears in their eyes. Oh, happy dance to heaven. Wow. Uh, and uh, and Ron show moved to a dumpster in Philly. And Marklin <laughs> Baker won a Tony. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot had a uh, reality TV show about fixing up houses for a bit. He did. Mm-hmm. I did not know Casey, that. And, as you aptly titled it, Gay Garbage Man. <laughs> you might have been a couple cocktails in. I don't remember, but... Uh. I, I will always remember because it was a fun show, but it was very. I I don't know Bron I don't know enough about Bronson Pinchot, but he is very like urban, effete kind of couture to use that word again in this podcast. And he moves to like rural Pennsylvania and like uh, makes these very artistic choices with reclaimed wood that he finds around the country. Mm-hmm. But the only people around him are these like blue collar like kind of forgive me to use the term hickish like construction workers they're like hey belky what do you need done he's like oh boys like it's a very it's a very strange show but so he's always like you know like like you know they always have to have it's a reality show but it's not so he's like no i don't need you to to build the 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 house today you have to bathe my chihuahuas (laughs) <laughs> I hope that's an actual episode. <laughs> oh, the Chihuahua craze of the early 2000s. Oh man, we got a few running around here to prove it. Oh. Oh. Good job, guys. Good, good we end up tied, huh? Tied, yeah. I can give you a tiebreaker. How about who shot? Go back to Sim- the Simpsons. Well. Mm-hmm. Who shot Mr. Burns Part Two? When did the world find out? Oh well, this is this was one of the great summers of my life, Henny. Still pouring over that TV guide, just dreaming about the possibilities. And it might have been the same summer. Yeah, it might have been the same summer. They uh, Part One aired at the beginning of summer. You had the whole summer to think about it, then they Mm -hmm. came back for Part Two. Yeah, you're right. And say, in that in that lost summer, Seven mm-hmm. Eleven on the sides of all their Slurpees were like pull tabs with Who Shot Mr. Burns. I feel like there were little like treats for your Seven Eleven discounts, and that was Fox's famous Summer of 3D. Oh my So they God, had a the made-for-TV Revenge yes. of the Nerds 3D movie. Oh, nerds, followed, nerds wed that followed a Married with Children 3D mm-hmm. episode. Nothing but bazongas. <laughs> I'm going B C, beach pre cheeks, because I I remember how like I was like little, because I'm with you, Hans. You get the 3D glasses out of the the comics or wherever you got them, and you sit down. I can't wait. You can't wait for my summer of 3D, and that's that nerds movie is so bad. 
<laughs> but the only 3D part I remember is they had strippers, but they were nerd strippers. So one of them had like oh, ticker tape calculators as a bra, and the the ticker oh, tape my God, that's came right. out the, at you. The accounting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that booger, he was in charge of the strippers, but he got nerd strippers. Um, <laughs> just to be contrarian, I'm gonna say it is post uh, AD after Dennis. I feel like I could have easily been old enough to have been just as excited about 3D TV. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know in your heart of hearts that it was. Oh, I know exactly when it was, yeah. <sighs> what summer was that? That was the summer of, of 1993. Mm -hmm. 95. 95 oh shit so i was technically right but only because i was trying to Ooh, i won by how did Ooh, I that win is that? a by a nose oh uh, interesting you were 95 so i was I was too old to be. Oh, what a sad, sad. No, I am not because start, start I, taking that coffin apart. I thought I was younger, but ninety-five. I was in eighth grade. Like I was almost in high school. Yeah, so I would have been in seventh grade. As huh? I'm pouring over a TV guide, dreaming about like, oh, if it's Smithers, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, uh, what else? Yeah, I would, I'd still go back to that that fabled summer. Nothing but 7-Eleven hot dogs. They oh, called yeah. them squishies in honor. Oh, um, yeah. That racist convenience store. Good time, though. Didn't they bring remember, that back while we were in uh, New York? Because if you like the 7-Eleven in New York, like on 14th Street, they made it look like a... For, I think Maybe it was for the Simpsons movie. They made yeah, it look like a, a Squishy Mart. Is that what it was called in the show? Squishy Mart? Quickie Mart. Quickie Mart. They had squishies, Casey. I remember very vividly. I don't know why. Why should we should go here? But it's just perfect because I just have everything. I remember I was hanging out at a friend's house. I was probably, um, I was hanging out at our friend. Um, oh uh, shit! I can't think of it. It was like a flop house we hung out at in high school and just got stoned. Um, oh, Jimmy's house. Yeah. And. Uh, there was a, a kiddo, a, a kid that came by and hung out. He wasn't really, he was like new to our high school or something. And we're all like cracking up at the Simpsons. And he, for whatever reason, like picked me out. And he's like, why do you think that's funny? And I was like, because uh, Simpsons is so funny. He's like, uh, yeah, it uh, stereotypes it. And so keep in mind, this is like 1996 or something. And I just like got just deflated and squished down and i was like but but it's funny it's like yeah because <laughs> you're white dude. I, was like, oh, shit. I am and then in retrospect you watch like that and you go like oh yeah i guess if you aren't if you're completely from the outside looking in you're like yeah this show's pretty fucked up man i guess no it's funny it's like you don't think about it and it's like listening like just listening to Kumail do like stand up or talk and he's like yeah the only positive people of Indian or Pakistani descent was fucking Apu 
yeah, for the longest up. time. And I was like, holy shit, no, you're right. If you are from that part of the world, that's the most famous quote unquote Indian person on television is Hank Azaria. There was, I was thinking about that. Um, oh God, so many times I've been, uh, so that was in like 1996 or whatever. It wasn't appropriate, but it was in 96. But do you guys remember that movie that Adam Sandler and uh, they've made so many Kevin James made called like Chuck and Larry yeah, have a date or now something? Pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah. yeah. D- did you ever see it? I think you and I saw uh, it in the theater together. Cause that was like 2010 or 2009 and if you will go back and watch that, uh, Rob Schneider plays a very questionable, oh, horrific, like yellow-faced <laughs> character in that. I don't know why it like popped up, but he's literally he plays like uh, a, a a pastor or like a um, I don't know priest, whatever. He plays a guy that marries him, but isn't he really wearing like a rice paddy hat and has like buck teeth on? Yeah, it's seriously Breakfast at Tiffany's, but 2010. <laughs> God damn, no, you're right. I kept, I was picturing him from Big Daddy, but no, yeah, even that is still. No, you're totally right. Yeah, well, he is of Asian descent, so he can he can get away with it. <laughs> okay. Oh, never mind. Oh, give him the pass. Good quiz, Henny. I think you're right awesome. up my alley. The TV right. quiz. I don't know who won, but I'm I'm gonna give it to Hans. I Hans, think, he did. Uh, he won with the last question. I need it. I need it, Henry. Come on. <laughs> huge amount of, of knowledge that was pouring out of your brain on on each of those. That they were. I can't wait to listen back because everyone, I'm so confidently wrong. Let's <laughs> see. You just gotta. You just gotta. Let's see. You just gotta say it with gusto, and then when you're wrong, you go, Ah, oh, yeah, 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 sure. No, I was, I was just, I was just kidding, just kidding. Well, what do you say, fellas? Well, Shall good we one. call it an app? Yeah, I think so. Sounds right. What was that's that? What was our hours. classic? The old send off. That's an hour. That's, that's an, an hour. hour. See what, what when we, uh, uh, as I talk over the send off, which is perfect for this episode. We'll see as I piecemeal my thing going down and this and that it's gonna be a this will be a real pulp fiction tarantino <laughs> but full of gump material baby. oh man all you gotta do is edit out anytime we're actually talking about something and just leave in all the pregnant pauses Oh, yeah, don't worry. It'll just be pregnant pauses. Do you think those butt cheeks are like Jackie Robinson? <laughs> pregnant pause? That's two hours. <laughs> what did you call Bronson Big Show? Oh, right, the gay garbage man. <laughs> I mean, watch the show and tell me they didn't miss the mark on that title. You tell, you, you prove it. All right? He's wearing a pink scarf in every <laughs> shot and again just... i don't i i that, that I'm, i don't think he's gay i don't i don't think he's no. gay i think it's just so from he's la just effete the feet man of the world he likes reclaimed woods he's an eccentric that's a nice and, way to put it and very controlling over 
over the, the cast of yeah. Strangers, according to my research. That was that research, or you've been watching Perfect Strangers, Henning? I haven't been. I haven't been. I started, but uh, <laughs> couldn't couldn't keep. So going. you saw the pilot episode? Yeah, Mr. Twinkasetti. Oh my God, it's amazingly like slap the American public viewing public across the face. Like, you want to watch the idiot box? We're gonna give you the idiot sauce, baby. Dip your fries in it, you saps. Oh my god, I love it. The laugh track. Is Larry a reporter? Like, what's his job? Oh, he starts out as a like a tabloid photographer. He moved to the big city to become the famous tabloid photographer. Got it. Got it. Because that's where you go. There's one episode where he hears that Dolly Parton is in town and he spends the best the one the episode trying to be where she is. And then it turns out it's not her. But oh but doesn't he end up finding her and Balky's like don't interfere with Dolly's personal life. You wouldn't like it. Or like cause Balky like, you know, tells his mom there's some something like <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. I know he's from Meepos, but did they plant a flag in the world? Where What part of the world that's from? No idea. Just Boratty? Northern Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch. <laughs> he might be a Dutch man. Sounds like a All right, Creek, Creek Island. Yeah. What? I wonder where. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he seems very Greek to me. Yeah, I recall like there's a lot of like sheep jokes, yak jokes. Was that the? Uh, grew up on a yak they're farm bringing, or something. They're bringing Night Corps back. Then we're and this doesn't like to extend, extend, extend. But do you guys think that you could re not reboot that you could bring back Perfect Strangers, but Larry? Gets a takes a, a a not a position. What is it when you t- takes a job, mm-hmm. a photo job, in the war torn island of Mepos? Oh, that is there. You go. There's some that sizzle with that. Thing. And he's the perfect stranger. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. That's it right there. That's good. Larry <laughs> is in Eastern Europe <laughs> exploiting. <laughs> It's real dark. There's a lot of Frances there. Because <laughs> you can horn in on the Borat market. Borat's back. He's hot. Making fun of weird places. Never goes out of style. Trump's I, I gone, so we need someone to do it. You just put it in that time capsule, right? So it's you can be as offensive as you would be in 1988 and by that, I don't mean offensive, but offensive to whatever the generic Meposian people are. Mm-hmm. So somehow they managed to stereotype an entire group of people that don't even exist. They're aliens. Yeah. But you're still watching like, I don't know if that's appropriate to Meposians. <laughs> but all right. I guess it's of its time. You got to stick it to Russia somehow. You can work in some Russia stuff. It's It writes itself. In trademark 2021. Larry's a meepo. I bet it'd do better than the Night Court. I bet it'd do better than the Night Court reboot. I got a feeling. 
I put it on make a tgif all old weird shit brought back that nobody wants but us three just and the urkel and show bring it back just the fucking urkel show urkel's got kids yeah. now but his kids are cool oh god perfect that's it that's that, good uh He's not. A, he's and the dumb dad because Urkel he's a genius. Laura got married. You think? Laura's dead. <laughs> and he, he goes to her she grave. Died nine eleven. Like Forrest Gump, he speaks the at her grave. Show at the end of place in his fantasy. <laughs> and we'll have fancy. We'll have cool <laughs> like Laura and Eddie. Oh, well, I don't know if we can get Eddie. Might have to recast Eddie. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, hopefully, is available. Um, <laughs> have fancy nights. Like, you'll have a 3D night, and all the kids will be like, what the fuck is this? 3D night, Blood you'll Bundy's have... back, baby. Dennis Franz night, where his he's got a, he's got a cameo in each show. Butchie, maybe. Oh, you gotta have that cheesy <laughs> crossover where he shows up in every... D- Dennis Franz wandered, wandered into... Family matters on his jetpack. Just a pantsless Dennis Hunt <laughs> going through the roofs on jetpacks and Just landing through the roofs on the next show. In a jetpack. Uh, and then he lands on the post and he gets a bullet in the head. <laughs> oh, they all man. go to Wisconsin Dells for an entire Friday night. That'd be great. Right. Visit Mount Rushmore. Well, let's bring it back. Let's make it happen in 2021. If you can dream it, it can happen. It can happen. We're bringing back Perfect Strangers. We're pitching Bud. The Bund. (laughs) Just Bud Bundy show. (laughs) Bundicate. Yeah, married with children. They just go to sleepaway camp. (laughs) What do you mean married with children? You mean the Bundys? Yeah, they're called married with children. That was her name, right? That's married without children. That's empty nesters, Pam and and Al just. <laughs> just, just it's just Bud at a men's shelter. Fighting <laughs> over the plug. Who took my phone charger? That would be hilarious. They, you think they, they need to make a sitcom at a men's shelter? You know how rife that, that is for they, comedy? No, they totally missed the mark. Like, you can see that being in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, you got Give Scott me Mayo. Give me shelter. Yes. <laughs> Give me shelter. It's a battered men's shelter. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That is good stuff right there. That, oh, I would watch the I'm shit out of that. I'm putting that down in the old notebook. See what bubbles to That's the surface. It. Give if me we shelter. If, you could, get... if we could have that sit-down meeting with Netflix, we just sell them 80s sitcoms that seem slightly inappropriate but could have happened in the 80s, and we say, here's the parameters, mm-hmm. though. We're not going to cool them up for 2021. No. We want laugh tracks. Give me shelter. Three camera. Give me shelter. You, got, you can get your Nurse Ratchet character who runs the men's shelter. Mm-hmm. Who you kind of think is hot, and then you got an episode where she like a night off, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" And there's one episode where she walks into work, and her ex-husband's there. You're like, "Oh, I didn't know she had a life before the men's shelter." (laughs) Life before the men's shelter. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm putting that on a t-shirt. I didn't know she had a life before the men's shelter. <laughs> just, Casey, just start, just make a men's shelter t-shirt. Make a logo, put her on <laughs> yeah. Public men's shelter, and then when people ask you, be like, you never watched men's you shelter? Seen, you saw never, you, you watched saw men's shelter? shelter? You're missing out. With salty, salty and slick and scampy and scooter? crooked Jones. <laughs> oh, beautiful! All right, fellas. All right, fellas. Well, I, think, I think we found it. Shelter. We found our uh, our guiding light for this year. Mm-hmm. Give me shelter, twenty twenty one. As everyone's trying to get out of the house, we're putting them back in. <laughs> Give me, I need more shelter. I need more house. <laughs> jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. These are um, other other episodes of this so other episode in question. Dennis Franz's butt cheeks is not actually called that. It's called the final adjustment. It's in season two. Nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, you start scrolling through the 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 uh, episodography of the rest, and, and a certain theme might start to make itself known. So, uh, season two, bottoms up. Season two, in the butt bob, which just makes you <laughs> it's like two on the nose. But it's about it's about a bullet. That's involved uh-huh. in a crime lodged in some guy's butt that they have to get out for evidence. Yeah. Okay. Okay. By the way, the <laughs> the whole theme to NYPD Blue is playing behind this currently. <laughs> good. Good. A tush full of dollars. Come on. I know. It, the the mind reels. What is this episode about? I didn't watch this one. What is the episode about? No idea. <laughs> oh no. My imagination's gonna go wild, I love it. Uh nude awakening. Like that one, I, I like that I'm one. Thinking. Thick stew. Remembrance of Hump's past. Taint misbehaving. Bullshit! Yeah. Whoa! So, uh, Mr. Show pull there. Season season one, brown appetite. <laughs> nice. Uh, you what you really want to? Like, what could they possibly? Are they doing these on purpose? You don't know. Did they? Did anyone wear pants in NYPD Blue? Ever? Get some, put some Bear boxer eye. shorts on Smiths. There's something to this, Henny, and I'm going to research it. NYPD Blue. Um, dad, and, and, uh, but I think there's. There's something there's something up there. I feel like there's a story behind that. Kind of like the story behind Nightmare on Elm Street 2. How 
I don't know if you've heard about that, but like how they purposely, the writers were like, let's try and make this as homoerotic as possible just for the fun of it to see how oblivious like the producers in the studio is. And you watch and you go, you beautiful bastard, this is perfect. Just, there's some Franz buns flexing in that one, playing the broomstick guitar. Honeymoon in Viagra Falls. I'm not even trying. <laughs> Bottoms up. Bombs away. What? Duff boot. These are all actual episodes. Okay. I'm done. Oh, but what about the famed episode Butt Sex with Men? <laughs> The Caruso, I think. And that's an ep- that 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 show. That's the uh, nine o'clock drama that follows. Give me shelter. <laughs> but that's with men. Uh, it's like Got a, a pros on the hunt. It's a designing women reboot, <laughs> which is a crazy show too. Again, not to get into. I watched a lot of designing women in my day, just because my brain equated sitcom funny must watch all funny sitcoms so i was like right an avid delta burke designing woman women fan they had some good bits in there but they basically just like cat clawed and made fun of their like servant <laughs> i was gonna say they have like a man servant yes um, they had a cocoa they definitely did but like they treated him like a coco and he's just like i just work for you guys you guys are ladies are so nasty to me a lot if you go back there's a lot of like they slap his butt a lot or like they're like get over here let me you got firm cheeks (laughs) i don't know the preface to that punchline but i know it's in there Let me get that crab meat. That's not how the design that's women talk. Catchphrase from Gimme Shelter. <laughs> that guy is a sexual predator, that guy. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my God.